Speaking of, uh, we were just discussing um, my health insurance woes uh, that I have to pick a new policy because my wonderful uh, provider uh, kills my policy every year uh, and I have to pick a new one because, you know, they're not making enough money on it. Um, they should be in DeFi with that money. But um, uh, I wonder how these guys that work at Dow's uh, get their insurance. I guess they get it on the marketplace. I don't know. But that'd be a great offering in DeFi. I saw something out there insure, but I, I don't, and I don't think it was portfolio insurance. I can't remember exactly what it did, but I think people are thinking along those lines. Problem with health insurance, as you know, they're sort of state monopolies. So certain people in the states control the plans and have a vested interest in, you know, obviously milking more money out of that captive audience. Yeah. Uh, so it's hard to do like a, you know, that was all the resistance to say, you know, different types of affordable health care acts or whatever. Um, you know, so to me, I think insurance is a tricky one. I think it really just has to be portable and everybody gets it on their own. I'm suspecting, you know, those Dow guys do um, on the personal side and then, you know, do whatever they do. Yeah. Well, I'm just wondering, you know, how um, how companies form their own uh, like insurance pool sometimes and and don't use a policy provider and just bet you know they have enough i'm wondering if there could be a uh, a defi thing that way that's a good yeah so if somebody uh wants to run with that billion dollar idea just remember yeah taxes. well they would need us as advisors because of course highly paid for some reason they should need us as advisors wow. uh so real quick, uh, before we dive into any news and stuff, um, I've been testing. My buddy Corey launched his um, yield farming operation, uh, Blue Deck, mm -hmm. on um, the Wax protocol. And so this morning, my my buddy my buddy gave me some some of their blue tokens. Mm -hmm. And um, so this morning, I was playing around with it and was pretty blown away by speed. So I'm going to try a live experiment here with uh, some staking I'm doing, you know, and they're working on a lot of interface stuff and all kinds of stuff on this thing, but you know, it functions just like you would expect it. Um, the only swap on the, on the network right now, or what the primary swap on the network right now is Alcor. I mean, there is literally like next to zero DeFi on this blockchain, a ton of NFT and um, uh, they are um, well known for their NFTs and have big relationships with Tops and others. And there's 7 million users on this blockchain. Hmm. But up till now, there hasn't been much in the way of um, DeFi at all. So stage one, Blue Dax launching yield farming. So um, this is Alcor, the primary swap that everybody uses on the site. So I've bought some wax the token of the chain and uh, i'm gonna do a swap here real quick i just i was like stunned by the speed of 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 this blockchain so let's see if it stays that way for me because you know how polygon is fast every now and then and then uh so wallet prompt is up you guys can't see that i'm approving and oh of course we had a failed swap yeah there we go live demos are always great <laughs> Okay. Did it go through? I think I have the wrong amount in here. Oh, I think I do. Okay, let's connect the wallet. We'll start over again. 
Yeah, it said something about the amount. I should probably read the error message before I just, all right. So I want half of my wax. Yeah. Swap. Approve. There it goes. See how fast that went? Yeah, that's pretty fast. That's really friggin' fast. Like there's no delay. There's no lag. There's nothing like nothing. So we'll come over here. We got, oh, I have to do the liquidity pool. So I'm going to add liquidity. Um, I got my wax and my blue. Going to have to do it the other way. I don't have enough blue there. And let's see how long providing liquidity takes. Click it. The wallet pop-up takes longer than the actual swap. I approve. And there it is. Done. Like that is, that is just sick fast. Like I don't, I have not used a chain that transacts that rapidly at all. So we'll stake. I do have blue wax. I guess I have to refresh. What, what, what are you on? What's it? Bluedac.io? Bluedac.io. B-L-U-D-A-C.io. Um, so I've already got some staked from earlier today. I'm going to stake this little bit here. I told him he needs to add a max button here so I don't have to copy and paste this. But we're going to stake. Um, the wallet approval is up. I'm approved and I'm approved again and it's done. It's it's insane, man. Like this chain is so fast. I have no idea how um I have no idea the the structure of this blockchain or the centralization versus decentralization, but I really want to dive in deeper because I've it's just like an application works, not like a you know, a blockchain well, usually like, works. What, what's their, um, uh, what's the transaction volume? Uh, I don't, I do currently know. Let's check. They, uh, their transactions per second are, um, um, 5,000 transactions per second. Let yeah, me, let me, uh, look up, uh, wax. Transaction volume. Let's see where they are right now. And if you have any comps to like 24 add. hour. Oh no, that's trade volume on the token. I want DAP radar. Maybe that'll help me. Hold on. I'm looking while we talk. Yeah, no, no. This is good exercise for everybody watching or listening of how you kind of go through and look at different opportunities. So I first thing I say is look at the comps versus the other networks. Yep. See how is this because there's less users that it's so fast, or is there something you know? Because I don't understand the technology in the that blockchain either. There's all these different protocols, but you could find that in the white paper. Yep. So, I'm gonna check it out because yeah. if you know, and they just launched a DeFi fund um, to get projects over to them. So, so they're trying trying to encourage people over to come over. Um, they're supposedly launching EVM compatibility soon. So what's good about that, everyone, is that means that when you yield farm on that platform, there will be a higher concentration of awards, rewards at the beginning. Yep. So because they want to get user adoption, just the same way, you know, companies market for users on their platform. This is what they're doing. And it sounds like they're going to differentiate on how fast they are and how speedy they are. And um, probably some other things that are in the white paper. But this is when, you know, if you trust the people as Brad does and you trust the math, you know, this is a time when it's 
you know, attractive to put a little, you know, throw a little on that one. Yeah. As I say, and well, grow with we, it. We yeah. started talking about all the projects that need to launch over here, right? They have 7 million users yeah. who are spending money on NTF, NFTs, but they're not, you know, getting exposure to DeFi. So it's an awesome opportunity. The other thing I think is a great opportunity is to kind of change the interactions and the interface, right? So um, I'm I'm helping out uh, define with some of that, but um, I'm really um, I re you know you see something like this that functions this fast, and if it can maintain that with load, um, yeah. you know that's awesome. I'm having trouble finding overall volume on the blockchain. What I do know is um, trading volume for the primary token it is uh, 38.89 million in the last 24 hours. What I don't know is maybe the Wax Block Explorer will tell me total transactional volume. So anyway, this is, I'm just seeing if it's over on the DeFi Llama chains list. Hold on. Yeah, I couldn't. I found TVL, but I couldn't find actual volume. So I don't know if this is 24 hours or so. Oh, this is block number. Current max transactions. Current transactions are 252. Max is 2,514 per second. Market cap, there are 7,088,000 accounts. Um, I don't know. I just, uh, it's interesting. They well, do have a fiat to wallet, uh, to fiat to crypto gateway built into the primary wallet. The wallet's pretty wow. decent. You can buy Wax E, which is the Ethereum representation of Wax, which is not wrapped, by the way. It's um, different price, everything. You can buy that and uh, and uh, bridge it in the wallet over to um, the blockchain as well. Well, that's another important thing is is bridging. Yep. Um, moving from chain to chain and, and trying to do that without having to roll through ETH layer one. Yep. Um, you'll save a lot of money. I do that from Phantom, from excuse me, from Polygon to Phantom, um, pretty inexpensively on that Spooky Swap uh, site, and then you can also go right back out to ETH. Then, so it, I think it's almost cheaper for me to go Polygon to Phantom via Spooky and then off to ETH via Spooky to you know if I'm taking something off the board, um, than going with the Matic wallet straight out to ETH. So right. Things more things to think about, but also you know test the test the bridges <laughs> you know, yeah. don't go oh hey 20 let's go you know just work little bits first and get confidence so staked wax total wax so there's something with with staking and and ram i'm, I'm gonna have to really look at this and how it all works but hey it's good it sounds like a good find and we're, yep. are we talking to him the day after tomorrow we are we're gonna interview the man Cool, and he's he's just a great guy. He's just so, an all around mensch. So, so everyone could get the alpha straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah. So um, they have some really cool NFT gate uh, chains on here, protocols on here. Um, they uh, have built in. This is the wallet, by the way. This is the Wax primary cloud wallet, and your address is not a number. It's 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 a sequence of letters, and I actually think this can be customized, but I have no idea idea how to do it. Um, that's a bunch of the dApps that are available on it. Almost all of them are, are oriented to NFTs. Um, I like and, this. Yeah. And you can earn staking rewards. I mean, I've often talked about, and I'd love to see more embedded in the wallet, but I still, 
you know, I'm impressed. Um, and this is the ETH bridge. So you can buy wax um, on the Ethereum blockchain and transfer it over. I think it took like 12, 13 minutes when I did it yesterday. So, oh, that's for your first load of loading. Up. When I did the bridge the first time, it took like yeah. 12 to 13 minutes to get it over. Because, you know, you have to, everyone, you have to get some currency over there to use to, uh, like on Polygon, you have to have some Matic so that you can do the transactions. Yeah. Moving it onto the wallet is a transaction. Yeah. So They have um, built in, like, some staking here. I'm assuming this has something to do with um, securing the network, but have no clue because I haven't really looked deep enough into WAX. But I am. I'm going to take a look. I, I usually am hesitant about jumping into new chains, but, you know, having a buddy that's doing something on it and playing with it um, and then seeing how fast it is just makes me want to, you know, play a little bit and see what happens. So Yeah, well, we're always looking for new layer ones. Yep. Um, so because that's where the growth is. Oh, just, the other interesting thing. Sorry about that. The other interesting thing is, I, I don't, we may have talked about this yesterday, is that the development environment for this is C++. That's right. Right? Or EOS IO, which is the EOS language, which is based on C++. So the interesting thing here is that... Um, that opens up the door to a lot of developers, like a ton of developers that are not Solidity developers, right? And they don't have to relearn everything that they already know. They can start coding for this platform, which is probably one of the reasons why it's so fast, right? Because um, C++ is, oh, yeah. you know, obviously a, a, a faster, um, excuse me, a fast, faster language. I don't know how the compiling works or anything else, but, um, Again, I'm 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 thoroughly blown away by the speed. I, I have not done a single transaction on, and Phantom is fast, and Avalanche is fast, and Polygon is fast when it's not clogged up. But I've not done a transactions on any of those blockchains that were as fast as this. Just well, nothing. What's interesting is that, as I recall, and again, I'm not. I mean, I did some Fortran. Uh, coding back in the day and Pascal, I think, but you know, it's not really my strong suit <laughs> to put it mildly, but I remember C was being used a lot in the dot-com days um, uh, in work. And so to me, that's kind of interesting because those that didn't migrate, like you said, and learn, um, you know, solidity or Python to solidity, you know, now all of a sudden they have a direct entry point into these types of projects with C skills. Wow. So it untaps a whole nother pool of labor that, you know, maybe hasn't been exposed to crypto as much. Up right. To this point. So very positive thing. Yeah, no, it's awesome. And, you know, we always talk about NFTs being the gateway drug to uh, to crypto. And yeah. you've got a lot of NFT enthusiasts on this blockchain. So they, um, they got into NFTs because they like NFTs, not crypto to NFT. So most of us came crypto to NFT. And these are like kind of newbies that are, are, are new players in the system that are bringing capital into the um, cryptocurrency economy. So yep. that's that's seven million, you know, of that, I would say probably a good at least, I don't know, 50, 60 percent. Yeah, probably have not done crypto transactions. Yeah. You know? So they're just storing here or doing something else. But yeah, um, they you know, they're buying and making and building. There's some music uh, NFTs out there on that platform Corey has has some because he's a musician it's actually really talented um anyway i i like new shit i like new yeah. toys so i'm gonna give it a run give it a shot i will be in there with you i'm pretty awesome. sure awesome awesome um yeah so um 
you know, obviously the big news of the day was was these ETFs. Um, if you want to segue now, are you good? Or? Yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. I'm annoyed with ETFs, but I also I, like ETFs, so I'm a well, little torn. Well, it's you know, I remember doing some ETFs years ago, like um, energy ETF or you know, Fidelity or something, just things like that to bet the sector, you know, or index type plays. Right. And you know. What I see with this is the interesting takeaways I picked up. There's also Bloomberg.com backslash crypto. If you want to look at institutional stuff, I mean, that is really good media now. Good content. Oh, good. Um, but it talks about sale. Not, not as good as us. but Right, right. But, you know, for the people who are like not quite sure of what's going on and you want a little bit of like institutional, you know, CYA kind of uh, thoughts, think speak, um, look there because... It's, you know, it talks about like MicroStrategy and how they're taking a hit because, you know, they were kind of a proxy ETF sort of for people that, you know, could only do regulated investments. Well, this is kind of taking the steam out of them. Um, that grayscale um, or gray, what is that? Graylock, grayscale, graystone. Grayscale. Yeah. That they're going for the big ETF play. And, you know, I think ARCs is done. So, you know, there's good articles here just to kind of, um, you know, look at it. Now, myself, I think that, you know, the difference between like December in 2017 in the concept of uh, buy the room or sell the news or, you know, exit liquidity, which I think was 2017 when uh, futures went up um, on CME, you know, the price went down. The difference now is that when you look at the order books, you could see all the institutional buyers just stacked up liquidity at the top and the bottom. Um, you know, the, right now, I think I haven't looked it's right here. Um, I think there was a ton on like the 4,000 line. Yeah. There's a ton of like stuff parked there and there's a ton parked on 36 to 3,700 line. So it's banded and you can't get that with this type of liquidity. This allows more people to ETF type, uh, futures ETF type, right. It allows more people to come in and play in this space that have bigger money and um, don't have to worry about it vaporizing anymore because um, that's always been the non-true believers uh, biggest thing. Now, of course, I say, well, Enron, Tyco, Anderson, whatever, you know, stuff vaporizes. But um, this opens the gate to a lot of people to where it's the easy way to stick their toe in. Now, they'll never get to the level of most of what we're talking about, but they will cause appreciation in the top tier assets. Yeah. So I think it feeds into this sort of cycle we're looking at of BTC to ETH to large cap, layer ones, uh, lending protocols, all of that, NFTs, as it cycles through. So I look at it as a positive. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the exposure. I tweeted this morning, it's, you know, trying to fit our round peg into their square hole. Um, and, and I get it. You know, look, it's another way to make money, but the reason it happens is because of the requirements that these institutions have for how they manage the investments, right? And none of them want to get into um, custody and everything else that's required. Now, there are plenty of providers of custody for Bitcoin and Ethereum, et cetera, but I just, it, it frustrates me that it kind of defeats the whole purpose of Bitcoin. Ethereum, DeFi, everything, right? Because it, an ETF is only here because it's what they're used to and it feels safer. But the fact is, is that 
they don't have to go through all those hoops and paying out all those fees when they can just buy the shit directly. Even OTC with a custody provider is going to be a better deal than that. So I don't know. Yeah. I me, they're not buying Bitcoin, right? And and I want them buying Bitcoin. I want them buying Ethereum. I want them diving in to see what DeFi is like. Maybe this is the gateway that gets them here. I just, I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, Feels the next... The next, it's a transition. Um, yeah. Look, the next one, whatever he wants, is the spot Bitcoin ETF. And that's next on the list. Right. So, you know, I think this kind of saw, goes as like the soft launch of that. Um, and then once everybody builds confidence, then you'll get more into the stuff that you're talking about. Right. That is what we want. You know, right. it's like, right. like those, you know, what was that one? E-gold or whatever, the physically backed gold ETF. I saw yeah. something where... It's an article, I think might have been on that Bloomberg site where um, they went, uh, that's done like, you know, 8,400X or something like that since yeah. uh, Inception crazy. in 2005 so, or 205. So this is where I think we want to get because then that locks up BTC too. True. Um, takes stuff out of supply. So True. That's a good point. Valid in, point. Incremental step, but um, step in the right direction. So check out this uh, yoga pretzel action here by um, Deputy Treasury Secretary Wally at Adeyemo. Adeyemo, I have no idea. On crypto today, one of the most important things for us is to remind ourselves that innovation is something that has been good for our economy, and we need to make sure that we create an environment that allows that innovation to exist. But that we want to make sure that we have regulatory rules for the road that protect consumers, investors, and our national security. Doing that will require us to extend our existing regulatory apparatus to address these issues, but also potentially work with Congress where we may need new regulatory rules of the road to address new innovation. But the thing that we want to make sure that we continue to do is that we create room for helpful innovation that would advance our economic interest. I mean, that's a whole lot of like words to say, we're going to slap you with our regulatory shit that doesn't fit. And, you know, Maybe we'll have Congress help us out a little bit here and there on some other stuff. But it's just like, oh, my God, man, I can't imagine living my life every day talking like this. I, I, I can't I just can't fathom it. It's just like, oh, kills. It's, me. Uh, yeah, uh, I think what was the technical word for it? Bureau, bureaucratise or something like yeah. that. Um, look, you know, this, this is policy guy probably. And. He's laying out. He, he doesn't want to say the wrong thing and get smacked down. Exactly. So he says he says both sides of everything, upside and down, and all of that. <laughs> and you know, it it's so to me again. I look at that as like, okay, he's not saying no crypto. You know, it's like, <laughs> wow. So, okay, you but, are way generous, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's that these guys are all protecting the themselves too. If, you know, if they try to put crypto into the regulatory framework, there is no crypto. Yeah, I think there has, there's going to be a new regulatory framework. Because because you can't make it work. Like look at the at, like the, the 400 middlemen involved in every fucking stock transaction, and the delays and the you know four days to settle it by and blah blah blah. And it's like oh my god, that would be disastrous. That's why DeFi is going to be anonymous. Anybody that has a brain launching a DeFi product is going to be anonymous, or at least be in a location where you know, the SEC can't arrest them. And and they're going to push this further away from, you know, the whole bullshit idea that they're keeping people safe. So I don't know. Um, I just, I you know. Well, I also too, let's add one more filter or lens to this that I think they're still looking at everything in the 
perspective of like the 2018 or 2017 ICO um, stuff. And I think that's where they sort of, you know, that is an easy one because there were a lot of examples of people just outright making shit up, like fake management teams and stealing the money. You mean kind of like, wait a minute. There's quite a a few back there. Wait for it. Wait for it. You mean kind of like this con job publicly traded, regulated Nicola? Yeah. This total complete scam oh, was that, the electric that lost dude? people that the, billions of dollars. That, wasn't a, that was it. Yeah, that's the. This is that was traditional finance, though, wasn't it? Th- this is the total scammer that's going to jail. Yeah. Well, this is this is that this is what tells you that they're full of shit because this regulated world is supposed to be protecting consumers, but it doesn't. It's always after the fact. It's a lie. Nobody's getting protected. Nobody is getting protected. <laughs> if well, somebody wants, look, how many boiler rooms still ex- exist selling penny stocks to old people? Well, I don't know about that, but I think what's interesting is that there was this wave of companies that came out with, and again, I'm not going to pick on any of them, but the, let's just go down the list. I mean, WeWork, Nikola, Theranos, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'll just stick with the ones that seem kind of obvious. Um, where, a charismatic C- CFO or CEO with the backing of the board, you know, pretty much turns into some megalomaniacal um, sociopath and will do anything at that point. Yeah. So it just encourages their best interest. I don't know how you um, stop that behavior other than catching them after the fact through a misrep or something. But for the most part, I mean, again, I always talk, think of Tyco and Enron and all of those. I mean, where was the oversight sometimes or the mortgage backed security stuff in, you know, 08, 09, um, you know, it's hard to stay on top of innovation and in crypto, that innovation is happening so, so fast. But I'm just, my point was just that I think there's a lot less of the shady ICO raise kind of stuff going on now than there was in the past. And I think, as I always say, trust the math. Yes, I agree. Okay? So DAOs and all of that, while it probably scares the hell out of a lot of people, cause you know, there's no one really running it other than the, you know, the token owners, which are sort of like the shareholders in a way for voting on proxies and things that happens. But nobody knows who anybody is. And, you know, that is a regulatory challenge. But I think it's better in so many ways because it doesn't allow humans to give into the basic, you know, primal greed nature or panic and steal all the money. Yeah. Um, I think that's the positive. So to me, I think we're getting there. But every to what you say, yeah, they're still stuck in 2018. Um, yeah, I mean, government's look, always behind. How many? How many? How many people got suckered in here? 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 Oh wait, let's stay in. Okay, here and now they're here. I mean, it's just you know, well, we could also, go through the the list of dot com failures uh, and cons. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, there you go. Yeah, I love the ones. Amaya always. Uh, there was this one company called like. I think it was fuckedcompany.com or something. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And, you know, you had all these high profile where people were like, had already blown through 40 million in VC money. And then at the very last legs, we're going to a very, I don't want to name it, but a very prestigious, uh, you know, Silicon Valley, Palo Alto kind of finance house and, and getting $10 million unsecured loans. Yeah. And then walking on everything. Exactly. And, uh, all of a sudden they have Ferraris and, you know, penthouses and stuff. And all the investors are, you know, wrecked basically. So. I well, think- I've told you my dot-com story, right? 
We, uh, the the roll-up one? Where yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. So we were the third largest hosting company in the world, um, backed by Microsoft and Dell and SoftBank, taken public by Merrill Lynch. You know, board of directors, you couldn't get better in the – I mean, you yeah. couldn't get better in the dot-com thing. I went to my first board meeting to talk about our integration of our SaaS, the world's first small business SaaS provider, into the, one of the largest web hosting companies in the world, and nobody gave a shit. Like, <laughs> nobody gave a shit. They were all counting their money. IPO was over. Lockup was done. And, you know, nobody cared. Nobody cared. I went home that night. I sold every dot-com stock I had. I said, if this company is this, then every one of them is a scam. Like, So I guess the point is, what does the SEC do except clean up the mess afterwards, right? And, and does anybody ever really get made whole? Probably not. You know, the Nikola investors, what are they going to get? They're going to get, they're going to see the SEC collect a fine and they're going to see this guy frog marched off to jail, but they're not going to see their money back and their lost value back. So my point is, is that while the, the registration framework is supposed to protect investors, it doesn't actually do it. Somebody wants to con you, they will. And when the greed is running high, like .com, people are going to con you. They are going to do whatever they can to get away with it, and they think they can, or they believe that's just you know the wealth is just around the corner. The company's going to be profitable. Blah 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 blah. I I just think it's all bullshit, and it's all window dressing, and it's a way to also keep people out of the game. You know, it it it, it it's just like you know. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm just no no. This is a constant theme. Is you know does regulatory authority protect small investors or is it uh protecting large monopolies yeah let's that's spend kind of a, let's spend his yeah let's spend his budget on educating people about investing let's do that right let's let's get consumers and kids trained on how, on how to make and manage money instead of all of this bureaucracy and bullshit that doesn't do anything for anybody well i told you the story about when i was um you know, I was dealing with the London mayor and the whatever their finance ministry and I, through the consulate in New York about a client of mine. And they were like, look, you know, here you go into one room and talk to one person over a cup of tea and then they decide whether you're acceptable or not. You know, <laughs> there in the U.S., you got like 18 agencies to talk to and everybody's saying the opposite thing. <laughs> So you just decide, okay, am I going to just not do anything or am I going to go for it? Well, we go for it in America. So you go for it and then you unfortunately have to clean it up after people give you, call you a bunch of names. But that's what lawyers are for. So, yeah. you know, I, I just think that they're, you know, they want to protect the grandmas from getting hustled. But they also want the, as you can see from that bureaucratic speak from, I can't remember his name, but. They Wally. also want to keep encouraging innovation. So, you know, using those words as guidance from the top that we need to innovate, you know, look at Singapore, continuous yeah. innovation economy. So yeah. I think it's just hard to always implement that from policy to practicality so, in the government. Go so ahead. Wally, Wally was, has been a bureaucrat or a think tank guy his whole career, except for a brief stint in between administrations. Can you guess where? 
Uh, I can't see it, but I'm going to say Goldman Sachs. No, let's go with BlackRock for $10,000. Well, see, that's good, too. I mean, they like to... Seven trillion dollars with the assets under management. They've been strongly encouraging people to, you know, uh, allocate a quarter point or something, you know, a small stake to crypto. So they're, you know, now you're seeing sort of people from the financial institutions. I mean, I know what you're thinking, how it looks, but I look at it as more. That tells me that, um, you know, because he still has his BlackRock Rolodex. So, yeah. you know, hey, what do you guys think of this idea? You know, that kind of, you know, yeah, industry yeah. feedback happens and it's it's a positive thing. But well, I, I definitely think the feedback is good. Um, I, I, it just cracks me up. He's been in bureaucracy <laughs> his whole life and then suddenly does a four year stint at BlackRock. He's like, well, Fuck this hundred twenty thousand a year shit. I'm going. Was it after? Was it? Before, was it? I think it was after the Obama administration. Yeah. And then so, look, that type of hiring happens because you know, uh, you know, how do I say it? Well, BlackRock wanted his contacts. Basically. Of course. And of course. so he goes in and helps them figure out what's permissible, what's not, and yep. you know, works that Rolodex a little yep. bit. So it's the way it is. All right. What else you got in DeFi today, Jim? Um, well, on the pools, uh, quickly, uh, DeFi pool. I did notice um, that there's a rollover day coming, and it looks like uh, – two days and 20 hours where a lot of the pools matched up with Matic and Luna and Link. Oh, uh, FD, FD fine is up 20%. That's awesome. I'm sorry. Go yeah, ahead. Now. No, no. Yeah, no. Um, lots of blue chips there. So take a look at that. In Which one? Define uh, ecosystem pools. All right. Uh, the ones at the bottom, they roll over in um, two days and 20 hours. Oh, good. So the good right. money comes back in. Yeah, so if you see these AP because they're still at like curves at 158 percent. Damn. Yeah. Now that's at the end of the pool, and I'm still in. What's I in there right in now? Two. Well, I would too. That's that's sweet. No, actually, why am I? Oh, I'm not hooked up with my wallet. Yeah. Um, but you know, I did say I pulled the Ave pool down just because I wanted to put Ave on Ave. Yeah. You know, have some DF define in the vault. Uh, Are you still actually. in that matrix pool? This yes, one. Yes, I'm still there too. Yeah. 418. Yeah, it's holding. Damn, so, I gotta stop goofing off and get back into some real money. So, and then of course the favorite under the dual farm tab of farms, the fourth one down, you'll see um, the, the router and uh, define. That's rolling over too in uh, two mm. hours and twenty, uh, two days and twenty hours. So that one will go up typically into the four to five hundred percent. And router is. Why don't you um, explain to people why it's important to catch it right at the the flip? Because there's nothing in the very little in the pools. So not everybody stays on top of the shift. So this two hour and 20, two days, 20 hours, 16 minutes and 41 seconds is when this pool ends. So when that up ends, another one immediately pops up. But your liquidity, your LP tokens are still sitting in this old pool. So you have to take them down from there and you don't have to then withdraw the underlying currencies or, or instruments, the route and the define, you just have to transfer those tokens into the next pool. Yeah. And once you do that, you know, not everybody looks at it exactly at that time. So the yields will be like sky high, um, you know, 500 percent, a thousand, whatever. They'll only hold for maybe a day or so. Right. People go, oh, yeah, I forgot to switch that over because they're not getting the rewards anymore in the old pool. Yeah. Um, so that's why you want to move and then you just stay there. But, you know, remember the um, this route. The fine one was at maybe 500% at the beginning of the month. 
and it's held to like 190 the whole way. Um, it was in the threes and fours for a long stretch, and router is a token I want. So um, it's the that super main net uh, cross liquidity uh, protocol. Router yeah, I love it. Well, it's part of Define, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a whole ownership structure there that's like, uh, I just wanted to check out what this PBR is because it was at uh, 1,000% yeah. APY. Now I've looked at that very lightly times. traded. It's a polka bridge or polka oh, look at that. or something. It, that it would have been a nice pool to be in the last. Uh... It looks interesting. I mean, what again, is it? It's a polka bridge. I think it is. Um, Eighty-five percent in the last uh, few days, man. Yeah. So what I say there, sell some if you're in it. Yeah. Um, let's see what yeah. they say about it. But polka can, bridge. So you look at these opportunities here and also this is the one they supposedly got the prediction market working out of beta Ooh. um what's that one well this is polka bridge multi-chain yeah. amm yeah Whoa. Okay. oh so that's interesting defines listing a project that actually is going to directly compete with their entire thesis well i think what's happening is there maybe they're, they're using it i maybe but i think that um you know, they seem to look at router protocol as kind of being the center of the, their ecosystem going forward. Yeah. And Define is a, one that's going to run, I guess, across all the platforms um, as far as, a, you know, yield farming platform. So essentially, it's going to be centric. I get it. This is why they like it. And this is why Define is listed as a partner, because this thing is going to... Um, be centric to the the Polkadot platform, so that Polkadot users can trade in and out of currencies on other chains. Yeah, that's cool. So it's it's kind of like the other side of you know they're kind of doing a hub and spoke strategy. In, yeah, yeah. Uh, visualization of you know platforms. That's very nice. Highways and airports. So and this one's sitting at uh, eleven hundred eighty seven percent right now. Yeah, so you know you can buy the the token right there on the swap thing on the platform. Um, and then, you know, do your thing where you allocate it, you know, into the pool and then stake those LP tokens Yeah, and you can pull it down anytime. Um, the other thing is they do have some of those, um, uh, popular farms, but those have lockups attached to them usually. And so I kind of just stopped doing it because the yeah. rates return weren't as high and I'm like, and I'm locking stuff up. So I, on the one hand, I like it because it's like a savings account. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, I, I don't like it. So yeah, yeah. I, no, I agree. Done. Chris, you look at Crystal lately. I mean, I'm still. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm still staking over there. Yeah. I mean, I'm still in that Azuki Matic pool. It's doing what? Um, where is it right there? It's doing 225%. Yeah, um, let me get back over to Crystal. I, so I, the earnings there, I put in the other one getting more Azuki. Um, and I'm pulling, you know, about a decent chunk of Azuki every day there. And, you know, to me, um, this is a really good community on Telegram. Um, they're very responsive and supportive. Oh, I'm going to harvest while we're talking. Yeah. So that's so he's going to push that button and pulls down the crystal that he earned, which is. Yeah, the wallet cool. pops up. You guys can't see that in the screen. Yeah. share. And then so, he's going to probably move that over to the um, the one the pool where. Uh, yeah, I'm still team. just stacking crystal in the pool. Well, you know, what's funny is I realized that I was kind of calculating this and I realized that just doing this strategy, I'm up like 140% yeah, in I've, a matter of 30, 45 days. Oh, so, I've earned $1,486. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I think we I'm started. With, I'm in with less than you, I think. And um, but yeah, no, I mean, plus the pool value has appreciated, you know, twenty five percent. Yeah, and you know, so I'm up there, and I'm up, you know, with all that free crystal. I mean, I don't know, infinity return there. But you know, my cost in now is very, very low. But look how long this transaction takes. Yeah, no, this is a little bit of a slower one. Um, so no, and I don't mean crystal in general. I think it's polygon in general, right? Crystal yeah. up their transaction fees. They, I don't think they can control it. And, and it's you know kind of why I was so excited about wax because I was like, holy shit, this is like yeah. so fast. You know, look, I mean, end of the day, there's a lot more to choose from right now on Polygon. But for those of you out there listening that are developers uh, in C++ or that have some projects um, that are EVM compatible, you really may want to consider have, talking to the folks at Wax. They've got, I think, they got like 33 million set aside for projects to move over. Um, so you know, there's some incentives there, and um, you know, there's a lot of customers with nothing to do and tokens sitting in their wallets. So um, yeah. that's uh, could be a nice opportunity. So yeah, and I'm earning my crystal tokens on this Suzuki Matic stake. You know, so yeah, and I and then you put them over in uh, the the vault or whatever, or the pool to earn the pool, Suzuki, right? Yeah, yeah. And I just put it in this auto pool because I like that because it saves me time. These things yeah. automatically uh, keep staking, you know, that put me up over 1500 bucks earned. Just look, people, all I'm doing is coming in twice a day, harvesting those tokens, putting them, <laughs> putting them in the pool for another 400% interest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you just, you can't, well, we're at 285 no on crystal and, uh, you know, what am I getting on the Zuki right now? 224 for the Zuki Matic. And sure. I've got cash sitting away over here that I could be using for something else, but this is the easiest fucking way to earn money I've ever done in my life. Yeah. And, you know, again, <laughs> so yeah, one thing is you have to see, that's why you find the platforms that work. So when Brad talks about wax, it looks like it, that works. So when people start getting tired of these, they rotate to other ones. Like I noticed a lot of news over the weekend about a lot of the big layer one, play, ETH layer one plays going straight over to Phantom. Yeah. Um, you know, the inverses, the ohms, you know, those types of alchemix he plays. Um, so in the new ones that haven't done anything yet, uh, there's plays on these other chains. And I started thinking about Polygon and it's and it's got to be because it's the same argument now. Yeah. Polygon spoiled everybody with these, you know, one one hundredth of a penny transaction fees where ETH back then was like 30 and we were bitching. Yeah. Well, you know, I pulled out of a my last layer one pools this morning. And it cost me you know, a good 400 bucks to do that. It's so all of fucking that. painful. God, it hurts. And, and I was like, but I got to do it. I'm just so sick of this <laughs> one. I got to just convert this out into ETH, basically, um, for the next push up. So, you know, but now I'm on all the other platforms. Yeah. Platform so remember one. this farm hero we looked at the other yeah. day? They still haven't rug pulled yet. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, that's the other thing. So you guys, look, you know, this is why it's good to have Brad. Oh, where's the warning? Where's the warning, Jim? Yeah, we got to throw it up. I mean, it's implied at this point. I think all of our listeners know that we're not. Well, we get new listeners every day. We're growing, Joe. We're growing. We're so let's be... pretend like this was up all day, okay? Yeah, soon we're just going to stake with like, you know, 1% of our daily advertising revenue, and that'll be our fun. There you go. So... <laughs> and Uber hasn't called yet. Tin cup tour. Tin cup tour. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, uh, the other one I thought was funny. I talked a lot about that Klima launch. Oh, look you know, at this. Where, uh, wait, wait, sorry. Look at this. 
Referral program, 3% from every harvest in the yield farm. That's I'm going to send you a link, Joe. <laughs> I hate those things. Man. But, but, but I know people make a ton of bank off of them. But look, look at it. Yeah. But, so I recommend it. People do them too. Look at this. Um, so Polygon, it's still at the top for APY, that farm. 6,246.7%. Which one's that on? This is that uh, Farm Hero. Got it. I love their design work. I mean, they did a really nice job on making this feel friendly. Yeah, I was looking at Treeb today, and I was thinking the same thing. As Loot box. Oh. oh, you know what I wanted to tell you? Yeah. I was looking at Geist. I was reading through all their stuff. Uh -huh. You know, that was that had been going down. And Wait, what does Geist do again? I forgot. It's the Ave-looking thing on Phantom. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, so yeah. It's a, you know, staking and borrowing and all of that. Yeah. They have an interesting vault product there that I didn't quite pick up on until I read the white paper again today. But that when you, you know, in part of that problem we talked about before where whales are dumping and how do you get people to hold longer? So, you know, they have these, uh, like when you stake in the LP pool on their site, they basically, um, you have those those vests for 90 days. But you this can is, pull them out anytime unless right? you, yeah and take a 50% hit. Well, for people that pull like that, that 50% goes to the people that have it locked in the vault for 90 days. So it's almost like a squid game. There's less and less people or there's people burning them and then those tokens are going to you. So you're ah. controlling. So the APY in there, APR is like 2000%, but you got to let it sit for 90 days. You cannot pull it out. It's okay. Impossible. It's how much? What's the APY? 2000. Jesus Christ. So I look at it and I go, all right. So if you throw in, let's just say a grand, you know, you should be pulling out something like five to six grand at the end of 90 days, you know, assuming everything's still there, um, you know, the business and all. So that's always kind of the, the challenge, but it definitely seems like an interesting wrinkle. I'm putting in 97 cents right now. That's how much Phantom I have. Oh, not enough for gas. Never mind. Uh, so, um, but you know, in the our, our never-ending quest for new angles and new things that yeah. you know keep the liquidity on the platform, you know things like that I find interesting. So, wait um, a minute, they have five billion in this protocol? No, that's are you wait? Are you on layer right. two or phantom version? I'm on phantom, but that 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 cannot be correct. Oh, let me go. Let me go. That might be all of phantom. It has to be. There's no fucking even that is a lot for Phantom. Well, it says 722 million on this one alone. Available liquidity 174. Maybe that's right. Holy shit. I'm coming in right now. What does market size mean? Are you on markets page or I'm on markets page. Uh, market size is probably market cap. Well, no, because market cap of Phantom is like now their market cap for is for Geist is thirty five million. I just I'm I'm a little flabbergasted. If well, that's it looks like they have those volumes because yeah, look at that. People are borrowing like Ethereum one point six five billion. What? Come on. Well, a lot of people have been migrating, and maybe this is where. But seriously, um, do you think one point? What is it? 1.65 billion Ethereum has been moved over to Phantom? It looks that way. 
Oh my God. I, I think we're reading this wrong. Something well, because all those big um, groups have been launching new platforms on Phantom. Holy so, shit. You know, maybe they're starting to move it over. Maybe. Do you find a uh, uh, guy, have you, have you deposited here yet or you're about to? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm in the- Do you uh, find it really fast? Phantom's supposed to be really fast. I like Phantom, you yeah. know. Phantom to me was that I kind of looked at it and I go, you know, $5 billion market cap. But then if I remember correctly, the other um, comp was a total value lock to market comp. And they were like a 0.06. Uh, wait, wait. No, that's curve. I'm sorry. They were at a much lo lower level than, say, the other ones. And so to me, that's attractive. It means like, you know, there's opportunity to capture there. Yeah. Um, and it's fast. Um, but, you know, I mean... I don't know which one wins, but I look at it and I go, Solana is a $60 billion market. It is. Cap. That's that number. The number yeah. is 5.48 billion total on the whole phantom blockchain. And look, all that looks like it came in in the last. Um, look at look this. Geist has 48.29%. The fuck? Yeah. So, you know, this is a play that's going to be around for a Holy while. So shit. it's on sale right now. I mean, all right. Okay. So wait a minute. 3.89 billion of that TVL is locked on any swap. So they're basically taking what's locked to them and locking it on any swap. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Still, so, that's astounding, dude. Look at this. Look at that. Yeah. That's Look what I was at that at. move. Holy shit. What time was that? What time was that move? October 6th to October 10th. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's right around. I got to get that. I got an episode with the chief marketing officer, Phantom. I got to get that episode out. These guys are blowing up, but they set up their fund is $100 million to get developers over. And it looks like it's working. Yeah. No, I mean, it's fast. What the hell? I mean, it's, you know, you kind of think we're all looking at layer ones as if or could one take out, you know, ETH. And it doesn't mean they have to take it out, but what's ETH market cap? Like $450 billion right now or something? Yeah, I don't know. So, you know, Solana is Solana worth, you know, one eighth roughly of uh, ETH. I don't know. I don't um, know. But like these like Phantom, can Phantom get to Solana market cap of 60 uh, billion? Yeah. I yeah. Think it can. It's got more functionality, it seems to me, than Solana. At this Fucking point. A. And so, look, you know, you're getting on this one. What is it? 240, I think, right now. Um you know, so if it's at a five billion market cap and you're trying to get to say sixty, you know, that's a twelve x. Yeah. So you know, I mean, obviously do your own research and all that, but um, that's sort of shit, the way dude. I think about it. Yeah. So I've been on this doing a lot. Well, I, mean, I got to now. The, there's just not enough time in the day, dude. I need it. We got to go. No, I don't mean that. I mean just there's not enough time in the day to do all of these chains and all of the projects within each chain. It's like insanity. So it's got to be like what we talked about years ago. It's got to be the pipes between the chains and kind of yeah. decentralized Taoist hubs that yeah. are like the network nodes in between the chains, let's say, or the toll booths in between the chains and seamless. That's where and, the money and, is, dude. Yeah, where nobody looks. I mean, you remember the last mile conundrum when it was, you know, I think it was the power companies, the cable companies and the phone companies all trying to see who was going to get the internet from the telephone pole to the house. This is pre pre wireless, of course. Um, you know, a power company was in there strong. I mean, a lot of people don't know you can, you can hook to the internet through your wall sockets and stuff. 
yeah. the copper wire. Yeah. Um, and cable was obviously in a good position and, you know, telecom and, and how did it all shake out? Wireless. Yeah, you know? exactly. So nobody thought about these mobile supercomputers that we walk around with our hand all day. So, um, you know, there's always something that comes next. And I think you have to go with the broad thesis that this is a more efficient capital allocation model. Um, it's nascent growing, but growing spectacularly. And well, it's going to be some solution of this, some combination this, of these. This makes our bet on Define even more important, I yeah. think, because they are not just a swap and a yield farm. This is right. The underlying technology of router, their protocol, they own it or router owns them. I don't know the relationship, but it doesn't matter. Define is pushing itself to be that, that gateway, right? That clearinghouse. They launched on Phantom six days ago. Um, and they want to be the guys who are making sure what comes through and goes back and forth. I'm, I'm, this is not financial advice, but I'm not taking anything out of Define yet. That's for sure. No, no. I was thinking about that over the weekend too. And I was like, no, you got to wait to see what happens with router. And that's like any week now. Yeah. Um, they supposedly did the last kickback of the, um, I mean, return of the audit report to the auditors. Um, and you know, there the, the audit firm is now resolving that. And, and supposedly there's no other major bugs that were discovered. It's just minor stuff. And how long that takes, I don't know. But once router goes, you're going to really see what happens. And, you know, a lot of talk, some people, uh, I don't want to say names, but in other groups that we've been involved in, you know, are really heavily into this one. People who owned like millions of Matic when it was at a penny. Yeah. Okay. So this is one that... Um, I'm very confident about, but you know, look, I watch it all the time. So if it starts yeah. going south, I'm gone. Well, um, I tell you, I have, you know, I now have a relationship with these guys and just giving them some free UI UX advice. And, and I have, um, I, I'm really impressed with the team. I'm really impressed with what they're producing with a small team. Like I think they're at 22 people, 22 devs right now. Mm -hmm. And I, this project's really impressing me. And, you know, you talking about this stuff and letting us see, us kind of taking a look down the path of what phantom is doing and the fact that they're launching there and that phantom has had that parabolic growth uh in the last look at this phantom's number six now in chains yeah. in total value locked yeah i mean it's, it's and i still haven't climbed into terra I keep wanting to. I was thinking about putting those crystal tokens because I think you can earn Luna in one of those, or there's a yeah. divine Luna pool or something. There was I've seen that a lot. It's one of the ones I look at and go, oh, maybe I should do that. As is Adam, as is Avax. Yeah. And so what's holding me back on those, if not all, at least some, is that a couple of those have gone like four X in the last 30 days. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so you want to jump in on the top. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, mm, I mean, you know, all my other thesis points about the cycle of capital, I think, hold. But if that's true, then that tells me that BTC has a blow off top and ETH has a blow off top. And people are going to sell out of some of these to buy ETH and BTC. And then yeah. they're going to come back to buy it. So yeah. I think if I'm going to enter those right now. I'm going to sort of wait and see what happens um, before adding another one to the list. Uh, I have to watch all the time. I but did I like finally. Luna. I did finally dive into Wonderland on Avalanche. I didn't buy the memo token on 
Phantom. That's where that okay. is. The email. Yeah. What is it? W W memo. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't do that. I did it here directly on this, on the site, you know, so a couple of grand in here, um, you know, churn in. What is that one? That's wonderland. Is that right? Wonderland time. It's the ohm. Uh, it's the ohm fork for avalanche. Yeah. Okay. So wonderland.time. That's the site. It's uh wonderland.money. Even better. Nine nine point oh seven percent ROI over five days. Currently at fifty six thousand five hundred and eight APY. Yeah, I gotta look at that more. Um, we've been talking about this one uh, for the Met Mechaverse or whatever you call it that they're building in there, and yeah, you know, all the other stuff on Avalanche. And I just gotta figure out what's going on. on I Avalanche just hate the. Too. I don't hate. I shouldn't say hate. I tell my children not to hate. I'm just not a big fan of the the primary founder of avalanche i i, I just i i hate that cocky ass bro blockchain attitude so i'm not I, I think they're trying to soften up their communications now i've heard somebody tell me the other day that's involved with the project that they're really working to but you know it's uh, got that wall street bets tone of language yeah. yeah and i just it's like come on dude let's you know i mean i just what i always talk to my daughter about too is that you know, when we were kids, if you talked like that to someone, you got punched in the mouth. <laughs> exactly. That, that was it. And nobody got in trouble because you said something. Yeah, because so you were an mom. asshole. Yeah. yeah, the teachers were just like, you know, exactly. you're the one who got in trouble. What's and so controlled dialogue. Now everybody's hiding behind a device, behind a whatever. Yeah. And they just lash at everybody. And it's just, it's weak. So. So Polly Sage, uh, 3,000% USDC and PolySage, which looks like a pancake. Uh, it's a pancake uh, fork mm -hmm. on Polygon. Um, you know, these are the kind that I just, I don't, I love this liquidity locked rug doc, KYC low risk, low risk rug doc, right? So KYC means not that you have to KYC here. It means that this group rug doc has KYC the founders and so they know the founder's identity, even if they're anonymous, um, which is a service by them. I just don't know how trustworthy RugDoc is. Um, and supposedly <laughs> uh, liquidity is locked. I mean, I love the concept of, hey, we're going to know who these people are and know whether they're legit or not. But and well, I think like it's a cool way to do it. Shield the user, the, the founders. But um, rate the management team. And, yeah. and that, that comes into something I always the first thing I look at in the equity world is execution risk yeah great idea nice people but can they really do it exactly are they, tough, are they tough enough when shit goes sideways to like fight their way through it or are they just going to run money? with everybody's money yeah yeah and so you know it's very hard to do that in crypto so something that is 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 evaluating people is is solid it's yeah big advantage this multi-farm, I spoke to the, one of the guys at multi-farm the other day on Discord because they put me in their private VIP group. And um, they're, I, I, I love this tool, everybody, but they're still working on getting their data right. This is an alpha release of this, by the way. So I shouldn't even be like harping on it. But, but when you come here, you know, go verify on the site if you use this tool because it's awesome. The concept is friggin' awesome. But the data is not always completely accurate. So right now, this sage is showing 3,057% when it's actually 1.85, 1,850%. Uh, Still nothing to sneeze at, but just be aware that- um, Where is this? Is this Polygon or Avalanche? Yeah, it's a Polygon, it's a Polygon 
plat, uh, uh, pancake fork, polysage.finance. But multifarm is an awesome tool for finding across all chains, except wax, I guess, all chains, potential yields. I mean, it's amazing tool, but you just need to be aware that it's not always 100% accurate. So yeah. make sure make sure you uh, verify. Uh, verify whatever you're doing. And right. on, on, on that note, I just wanted, before we go, I wanted to give a quick update on the Klima thing from yesterday. I told you. Oh, that was a clusterfuck, huh? Oh, absolutely. No, tell I me didn't. about it. I didn't even, I didn't even do anything with it, but. Well, I was me. scrambling to get to the airport and I was, you know, they were supposed to go at four. So I was waiting. Well, what they had done is these new pools that were on, um, um, Phantom, uh, they, they essentially had it to where, no, sorry, Polygon. What am I thinking? They had it set up to where they they were going to weight the pools at the price of the last fair launch round, which at that uh -huh. point I think was like three hundred and forty odd bucks. But the token itself was trading on I think their other network is Avalanche, I guess, for like fifteen hundred and seventy dollars. So my play there was get in quick, score the five x, and then decide what I'm going to do at that point: bail, bail half, whatever, and. So, of course, there was all this talk about people building bots to front run all the orders, and it was just going to be a total frenzy. Um, I think their Discord channel at, at launch had like, you know, 20,000 people in it cranking. So it was just chaos. Well, so lo and behold, some enterprising entrepreneurs decided to go in and start up their own pool there with the tokens before, um, before the official one was put up. But they did a different balance. They weren't setting the price at three twenty three. <laughs> they were setting the price at like twenty five hundred. So did nobody think this could happen. I know. I, I, I was think I was game. You know what? I didn't understand because I heard that and I'm like, well, wait, isn't this the token launch? So there were already tokens out there, and the people that had them from the pre-private sale, whatever, started listing them and screwed up the entire launch. Yeah, they already moved them onto Polygon because from these <laughs> other two events. One was with Alchemix, actually, some Alchemix pool one. And so then all the bots start firing at 4 o'clock, and everybody's buying the stuff at like 2,500. And, well, first of all, it was shut down, delayed, and that's when I was heading to the airport. And I'm like, this just has bad tidings all over it for me. And um, so I didn't do anything, just to make a long story. So it doesn't mean I won't, but, right. um, you know, there was also a play going on with their basic carbon token, the BCT one, where – People were actually buying like $5 worth of it for $1,500. Uh, it was just crazy. So, you know, the verify part means when you're looking at a pool, look at the contract addresses. You know, make sure it's the token you want. Yeah. People can just go make up a name. Now, in yeah. this case, they were actually selling the Klima token. <laughs> but right. They were just, you know, screwed with the company's plan to like fairly launch it yeah. starting at 323. Yeah. Um, but that created a FOMOing frenzy. And of course, you know, a lot of people were trying to game it. And in What's the, end, the token, I BCT? Uh, basic Carbon Token, I think it's called. Wait, didn't I just have Dex Guru open here? Oh, there it is. And it's on Polygon? Oh, you know, this one, I'm, I'm starting to... Yeah, BCTR, is that it? Trading at uh, 1,992. And then there's BCT Polygon which is trading at $7.75. Yeah, I'm not sure which one. I'm oh, there's another BCT Polygon. BCT. Yeah, so there's a couple of these going running around. So Klima, 
Let's see if this is it. Oh, no, stale market. BCTR is a stale market. So, I love this. So here's the thing. So, so Klima Dow. Klima? Yeah, there's Klima Dow and A Klima on CoinGecko. Just, I, That's it? Polly? I, yeah, I've got two screens and you're on the small one. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, but, this you know, is it. So, but look, look what happened. Okay. So, Klima's trading right now on, um, oh, on no, maybe uh, Polygon it's, uh, for 2,154. So, you know, if you got in on that yesterday, you made out okay. I mean, of course, if you bought at 2,500, you're still down. But, you know, this, a lot of people think this is going to 50, 80, thousand a piece um you know water cooler cooler chat i have hearsay i have no reason to think that's going to happen but i'm hearing chatter like that um because that but not always for the some people say there's a way to game these carbon credit tokens to inflate the value um so there's there's a lot of talk about that um huh. going on so there's there's a lot of game theory playing out <laughs> which is the real klima this is interesting Klima so DAO is real. We'll go this ahead. is Klima.com, right? And yeah. then I go to Dex Guru and this Klima token, their website is KlimaDAO.finance. Well, the one that. And they're also a carbon backed digital currency. That looks more familiar, more similar. I mean, the site look is the same as the one I was looking at earlier. But this, um, this looks like the legit one. Okay, KlimaDAO.finance is the legit one. Are you sure? Well, on CoinGecko, that's what it says. You know, maybe they just bought. Maybe they moved off of that domain and bought Klima.com for the launch because this looks more like the legit project. Yeah, it's yeah. The other one looks like a bad copy, and they got the team doxed. Huh? Gets interesting. Well, on CoinGecko, they're saying it's KlimaDAO.finance, so. And then they have the contract, which we can just check on Etherscan or FTMs. Where am I at? Am I on FTM? FTM scan. Oh, you said this is FTM? The default no. The default protocol is FTM? Dude, I don't remember. I think it's Avalanche to Poly or something. <laughs> here, get the app. Let's go here. Oh, there's like a mobile app. I mean, it's it's it sounds interesting. But again, execution risk. Can they do it? I mean... Everybody's been trying to do this for a long time. I don't know. Can they be part of the solution? I think so. Yeah, um, of course. So to me, these are things that, again, unleash capitalism to uh, correct something or readjust something, to rebalance something. And, yeah, that's that's the main one. And, um, you know, I think that's a good thing. Now, I haven't put any money in yet because, um, of course, I was trying to – I was more on the capitalistic side trying to do a 5X in 10 minutes. But. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the, the gods but that's the beauty me. of capitalism is the only thing that would drive us to actually get to that level yeah. of change we need, right? I mean, I, I shouldn't say only thing, but I definitely think it's well, can be a big driver. There's a couple of things. There's legacy capital, of course, that doesn't want to change. Yep. And then there's new capital that wants to create change yeah. and disintermediate the legacy capital. Well, legacy capital, I don't know if you noticed all the oil companies, they're all now energy companies and they're getting into all these other things. So, you know, of course, they dragged it out as long as they could. But it seems like, you know, the like car company is going to electric cars, you know, yep. it seems like finally, you know, I mean, again, they're driving a super tanker instead of a speedboat. So it takes a little longer to turn that thing. Um but finally, I see, you know, incremental change happening. 
Yeah. Um, do I think that morally they would be willing to go back to something that just fucks everybody and gives them a ton of money? Yeah. But I think that strategically they're thinking that game doesn't fly anymore and we have to move to this yeah. model. So all yeah. of it's good. It all is transitionary. Um, it shakes out the way it shakes out. Yep. All right, dude. All right, man. Anything else today? Um, I think that is it. Um, save some for tomorrow. Let me see. Yeah. We did all that. We'll, I'll go more into Phantom tomorrow and, you know, pull up the different. Um, um, you know, I still can't. I'm platforms. still blown away by they're already at 5.49 billion. I mean, yeah. look at that. That's 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 a almost a four billion gain in like four days. Yeah, so when I look at stuff like what that, what the hell jumped in though? I mean, who? What? Well, I think what happened is everybody was searching layer once, and you know, Near's been in that group for a long time, but Near never quite seems to be. Um, again, not nothing against Near, but it doesn't seem like it's like uh, rolling out the product as fast as like Solana or Phantom or others or Polygon even. And so that's the uh, VC backed one. I think people just shifted. Well, you know what? I think Geist did it. Look at this. It looks that way. This is Geist on October 6th, 17 million in TVL. That was their launch, I guess, because it won't show me any history past yeah, no, they just October like 6th. 30 days. Right? Ago, yeah. This is the exact four day window of Geist launching and Phantom's Parabolic Rise in TVL. Geist is at on October 10th gets 3.75 billion in TVL. Yeah. So this is almost entirely Phantom's growth is almost entirely based on Geist. But it's bringing in the right type of DeFi first. Yeah, yeah, it's more conservative, look more careful. Well, no, but I mean, um, look, if we talk about DeFi 2.0, let's say, or whatever we call it, um, it's more of these ohm inverse different plays where there's deflationary stuff and and Geist in particular, I'm talking about at this point. Yeah. So they're bringing in those types of plays, which I think is where everybody's, you know, the Alchemaxi stuff. Yeah. It's where, you know, that's where people want to play Legit. now. Yeah. Yield farming, you know, I mean, there are some inherent problems with it on the back end. You know, the VCs run out of tokens to give. So what happens to yield? Most of these groups take what you deposit on a site and invest it somewhere else to get higher yields and they're paying you. Yeah. Um, so what happens when those pools don't have high yield? Yep. So different things can happen. And some people think that it's going to cycle out of these types of things um, to more um, like the ohms inverses and all those cool deflationary lockup faulty models. Yeah. A whole bunch of cool features. Um, Phantom's positioned for that perfectly. Um, so I look to see, you know, maybe a pair of groups now thinking about like in, in Polkadot. What about like Polkadot, Avalanche and... Um, um, phantom with a little bit of polygon i mean there's yeah. so many ways to look at this um that where you can make money but remember this isn't like those things where you put a dollar in and forget about it for 20 years yeah of course you know this is something where you have to watch it um but you know that's just my two cents and read the bottom of this page real quick again everybody <laughs> <laughs> don't do so, anything we say yeah um Anything else? I can I can wrap up now. I think I'm good, good, man. Let's do it. I gotta go right. look through. I want to talk more about Kilroy too. Fucking insurance. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. So I'll give you a call in a couple hours after you get a chance to look at yeah. insurance stuff. Okay. That'd be great. Appreciate cool. it. Talk See to you, you then. Take Bye, care. everyone. Bye, y'all.